This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock, we go from Kevin Dexter to Dexter Henry to Henry Hill, perhaps, tomorrow. Who knows? What's up, the Eddie Scazzeri? What's going on? And across from me, he's wearing his Arizona State T-shirt. He looks handsome, tanned, well-rested, and very, very excited for what is to come of this weekend. His name, his name is Al Billy Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Yesterday, I went to bed at like 10 to 8. And at 8.20, 8.20, only 30 minutes later, I woke up in a full-on panic because it was light out. Thought you missed work? And it was 8.20. <laughs> and I immediately grabbed my phone. Yeah. And I was like, these, they, <laughs> no one even called me? No one texted no, me? No, not at 8.20 at night. It's a weird feeling, though, isn't it? Yeah, because it was still bright out. I know. Trust me. And I'm... I legitimately, my then I couldn't fall back asleep because my heart was like going dun, 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 dun. At this point, you've got enough equity built up. I think if you were late one day, we'd be fine. But, I'd be more concerned the fact that no one called or cared. Yes. No one, like, right. No one called or cared. Right. I could be on the side of the highway. Matter of fact, a live look at the FAN studio. Party time. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you'd be good. You know we would call you. I would hope so. But here's the problem. I put my phone on do not disturb. Oh, so we wouldn't have got you anyway. No, but it would have been nice to have had a missed call Agreed. from you guys. Had you been late. Or missed text or I something. I was close to calling Eddie on Wednesday. Eddie is usually here when I get here yeah. around 4. And as we were sitting here, it was about 4.30. He still wasn't here. Yep. Turns out he parked by Columbia. So <laughs> yeah. he had a very lengthy walk. We have to look out for each other, Jerry. These are the mean streets of New York City. We're roaming them at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Well, it's uh, he very roams dangerous. Them. We just walk a block. Yeah, but it's even still, a block in New York City. Well, it can happen, but I like our chances better than his. For sure. That's all. For sure. Plus, I've, I've got, I'm all weaponed up. I know you are. You know, I'm talking about Jerry. My hands are full with weapons when I I'm I still walking. have the, uh, the mace you gave me at the live show in Good. my bag. I hope you use it. I hope I don't use it. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I see what someone's you're saying. Attacking yes, you're right. I hope you don't use it, but if you do, I hope if you are attacked, I hope you can access it. I don't it. ever want to use it. Okay, fair enough, Jerry. Uh, the Mets won again yesterday, which was pretty cool. Nice little sweep of the Philadelphia Phillies, who we hate because they're a bunch of jerks. <laughs> and Max Scherzer looked pretty good again. Max Scherzer. Oh. So the last couple of games, you got Carrasco yep. and Scherzer and Senga. Can't forget about him. Correct. But uh, Carrasco and Scherzer are starting to look more like what you want them to be. And what was Verlander the last few spots? I feel Verlander like the... was terrible in Colorado, but prior to that, okay. Yeah, so he, he goes tonight against the Chris Bassett. Former Met. Former Met, Chris Former Bassett. Former Met. He's now on the freaking Blue Jays. And the Mets have won eight straight at home. Yeah. So they've been a very good home team. 
And this is at home. The Blue Jays come to town. Correct. Want to go? I don't want to go, but <laughs> uh, I'm feeling a letdown spot. I don't know if it's you know, a letdown spot. It's like... a great lineup they're playing. I know the Blue Jays haven't you know, uh, been as good as people anticipated so yeah. far, but they can still mash. So what was the record? Remember the the beginning of the season, the Tampa Rays rolled off a bunch of wins at Wasn't home. Wasn't it eleven straight at home? Yeah, I think the I th- actually think I feel like it was more than that. Let's see. Rays, In my head, it was twenty one straight home. at home, but there's no way that when, um, possible. Well, no, because they wouldn't have played twenty home games that oh. quick. Uh, let's see. They had a twenty two game home run streak. I'm trying to find their winning streak. Fourteen straight at home. Okay, not so 11, the Mets 14. are at eight. Mets are at eight. 10, 11, 12, But theirs was 13. to start a season. Yeah. So oh, I see would, what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, but I would still be impressive if the Mets rolled off 14 see. straight at home. What do you that think the cool. longest home winning streak for the Mets? In, no, or no, just in baseball, in MLB. I'm going to say uh, 14. Uh, 26. Oh, <laughs> you know, and this was. Do not give me a ancient times black and white film. Hmm. All right, what's the second longest? I need at least uh, uh I'll give you a go. I'll give you a I, so, above. I, no, I got a couple recent ones for you. The longest, which you will dismiss, and quite frankly, I'm not sure I blame you because I don't know what baseball was in 1916. It wasn't anything. The New York Giants won 26 straight home games. I don't even know if they played the yeah. Polo Grounds in 1916. Not counting Don't that. know where they were, but whatever. Um, let's go more recent. 1988. You like Ooh, I that? I love 1988. The Boston Red Sox won 24 straight at Fenway. And then prior to that, now this is in your wheelhouse. And the fact that you don't know this and you don't have this on the tip of your tongue. Yeah. The 1978 Pittsburgh Pirates won 24 straight at home. With Willie Stargell. So there you go. Dave Parker. Yeah. Phil Garner. And then, and then, and then, the next one would be Cleveland in 2017. They oh, won 22 straight at That's home. very recent. That's too recent for well, me, there Jerry. You go. There's your list. There's your All top right. four. So let's go get it, man. So they're a long ways away from that. You know what? I'm going to take that back. Justin Verlander victory tonight. I think Verlander pitches well tonight. Me too. I don't have a win. I think he pitches well tonight. Yeah, everything's starting to come together, Jerry. I know. I heard Flegelman calling out fraud Met fans. Good for him. What was he calling out it's fraud like, Met fans? Where were all for? you? Where were you? All you cheap ass Met fans that were basically blowing off the season that the sky was falling and Steve Cohen, he's uh, MIA. Where is he? You know what's going on? Buck Showalter can't manage this team. Stinks. All of a sudden, they're starting to look pretty good. Oh, so Fleegs is calling out the Mets fans. Fleegs is that was, right? Fleegs was calling oh, out right? the fraud Met people. I actually did hear in some the of media that. and the fans. I did hear some of that. I like this take, quite but frankly. But that's what we do. Because I, but I agree with them because I think it's insane when we sit here and bury teams in April and May. Yeah, that's what I was doing. You always do that. I was doing that to the Yankees with the Rays. You did that. Team loses on opening day. They're yeah, out. This is not looking good. <laughs> this is looking like a very so rough good for season. Fleegel. Hey, good for him. And by the way, Mark Canna. He can. What's that? He can? Mark Canna. He can. He can. He did. Another home run. The guy's a home run hitter, Jerry. Well, I don't know if he's a home run hitter. He's dominating. He's had a couple of good games. He just smacked the Phillies around. He did do that. He treated the Phillies like the Philly fanatic used to treat Tommy Lasorda, throwing (laughs) him around. Always comes back to Tommy Lasorda. I love Tommy Lasorda, the (laughs) Philly fanatic. I did see that Max Scherzer was not happy. Matter of fact, speaking of Tommy Lasorda, yeah. real quick. So Tiki and Tierney were telling a story yesterday. How this came up, I have no idea. But they had Tommy Lasorda in studio years ago. Yeah. And he called him. He called Tiki throughout the interview, Kiki. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I guess you don't correct him. No. He's Tommy Lasorda, right? Yeah. An older gentleman at the time. Yeah. 
Kind of weird. It is a little weird. It was Brandon and Kiki. <laughs> I have people calling my dog all sorts of names in the Al. neighborhood. I never know uh, some version of whimsy, but it's okay. never whimsy, and I don't ever correct them. In fairness, that's a dog. Yeah. Correct. As much as we love the dogs, that's yeah. a dog. I wouldn't correct Tommy Lasorda either. I wouldn't either, but I'd think about it. When you at some point say, hey, it's, it's Tiki. It's Tiki, by the way. Maybe write it down on a piece of paper. It's Tiki. Yeah, then you embarrass them. Well, no, that's why, no, that's why you don't embarrass them. Yeah, I would just, you know, when we Let had go. when we had Tommy Lasorda in here a couple of years ago, or I guess it's a number of years ago now, who knows how long ago it was. It was a Boomer and Carton era. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I met him at the elevator, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy, it seems like he's 100 and can barely walk and talk. Sure. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be trouble. You know when that microphone went on, that dude turned it on. Tons of energy. Tons of energy. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. He was alive. You Jerry. know what? The adrenaline kicked the adre- in. <laughs> That's and right. He was very excited. He didn't want to put on a dog and pony show for me. He looked at me and goes, This guy loves eighties baseball. You know what first, he's gonna ask me a million questions. You know what first thing comes up? Tom because I'm searching his name to see how old he was when yeah. he passed away. The first thing that comes up, Tommy Lasorda wins World Series. 1955. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Lived quite a life. He passed away two years ago. Okay. At the age of 94. Damn. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. 94. That's a solid run, Jerry. You always say if you get to 70, you'd take 75. it. Which seems, well, you used to say 70, but now you're getting up there. All of a sudden, <laughs> 70 doesn't seem so far away. Yeah, does now it? I'm doing 75. 94, I would take. Yeah, 94 is good. 94, I don't think you can argue with 94. I'm just saying at 70, you can't go, boy, they died young. Well, I'm going to talk to you when you're approaching 70. I want to see how you're feeling and what you think. Yeah. Because you've already raised 70 to 75. Correct. Sneakily, because you just kind of threw that out there. But I know you've actually said a number that starts with a six. They've had a good run. I don't agree with that either. Yeah, I don't agree with that anymore. Oh, yeah, because you're 53. Yeah, because I'm 53. So yes. you'd be 54. 60-something looks weird. Mm-hmm. It looks really weird when you see somebody, like, died at, in their 30s. You're like, what? Yeah. In their 30s? I don't even remember my 30s. Sadly, there's a lot of that that's right? going around. It's horrible. Very strange. Yes. Max Scherzer, Jerry, was uh, annoyed. He's annoyed at Major League Baseball. I agree. So, Max Scherzer, before you tell the story, was railing on the pitch clock earlier, which I thought, ah, deal with earlier it. Earlier what, like that... in the season, you mean? When the season first started, in spring training, but then when the season first started. Um, and we thought he was going to love it because he's a he's a rhythm pitcher, likes to work fast, thought this would be good for him, and then he kind of he railed on it, whatever. This, I agree with him, as you will tell the story, is what happened. So, he is upset because, uh, I guess, pitchers get eight warm-up pitches. Well, yeah, and two minutes in between pitches for TV commercial, for timeout. That's in between innings. In between innings. He gets two minutes, and he gets eight pitches. Which, by the way, I was trying to figure out, did I think think pitchers got more warm-up pitches or less? No, even eight in youth baseball is what it is. Eight seems like a solid number. Yeah. Less than eight feels like, I didn't really warm up. More than eight, how is this not counting towards my pitch count? I don't know why the eight don't count towards your pitch count, quite frankly. Right, you're throwing them. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so so stupid. He only got seven yesterday. Yes. And he was upset because uh, he wanted his eight, but the umpire told him that the, the time had expired. And the delay happened in part because Francisco Alvarez made the last out. So I guess he was a few... Had to get his gear on. He had to put his gear on. And then Max Scherzer didn't want to blame the ump, he said, because the umps are also annoyed at this because the umps have no control over the game. And that the ump should have discretion to go, 
I throw one more pitch? As they have been and have had in the past. I like the quote from the umpire. Well, I guess the quote that Scherzer said what the umpire said. What did he say? MLB will get mad at me. <laughs> right, if I let you throw one more pitch. <laughs> so silly. I mean, I, I know what they're trying to do, but I do think that's extreme and that there should be some discretion allowed by the umpires. In a case like that, if you're the last, whatever happened to getting someone out there to take the pitches? Well, the right. catcher's putting his gear on. That's what we do. That's what we used to have to do in Little League, right? That'd be a cool job. To be the guy to go out there. You'd be hoping that the catcher makes the last out so you can run out there and get pitches. Warm-up from... pitcher catcher. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I will right, tell get... you, though, as these kids are getting older, Yeah, dude, i got to put a helmet on because they're throwing hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. My bad eyes. Oof. Yeah, you got to be careful, Jerry. I try. You have dry eyes like uh, Tomas I don't Nito. have dry eyes. That's not true. Oh. He should have been out there warming him up. Yes. You had, yes, you had get... Alvarez playing yesterday. Correct. Man, what is he doing? Just taking a day off? Yeah, that is weird, right? Or or the pitcher wants to throw to his catcher sure. that he's uh, in the game. You ever think about that, though? So you bring up a good point about the pitches in between innings. Yeah. So 100 pitches. Oh, can't go past 100 pitches. Meantime, if you throw seven innings, you can tack on another 56 throws. That's a lot. And, oh, by the way, probably another 50 before they actually take the mound. Like, we're so wrapped up in this 100-pitch crap. It's really more like they're throwing 200 times. Yeah, are we counting those long tosses in the outfield before no, the game I starts? Don't, no, I don't think so. Hmm. Not at all. Not at all. Well, it's, it's it's curious to me, and I know it's a conversation we've had a million times, Yeah, where the science is that came up with this 100 pitches. Now, you want to talk about times through in, in order. I get that. How many times a, 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 an offense sees a pitcher and a pitcher sees a batter. I understand that. But the whole pitch count thing to me is still stupid because some guys labor to throw and other guys throw free and easy. And I think it should be different for everybody, but that's me. Free and easy down the road I go. Yeah, like, you know, like Scherzer looks like he works hard to throw. Yeah. Then there are other guys that are just like, it looks like they could throw for three days. I don't know who that would be, but there are guys like that. You're right. Scherzer looks like every pitch is like this. The body's got to get all worked up and twisted and. It looks like he's he's throwing violently. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Like, I don't think Garrett Cole looks like that. No. Nestor Cortez doesn't look no. like that. So, different for different guys, I would think. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, the Mets uh, win. They sweep 4-2. Nice. They get the Blue Jays now. And the Yankees go to... Uh, L.A. I wanted to say the name of the city. Go ahead. Give it to us. Where do they play? Chavez Ravine. Look at you. You've learned. And I heard the update guy, Dexter Henry... Or Henry Kevin Dexter. Kevin Dexter. Or this was Dexter Henry. This was Dex- Dexter Henry. Isn't that the name of the running back on the Tennessee Titans? Dexter Henry. And that's the guy doing updates? Well, it's Derek Henry. But, I mean, you want to go with Dexter, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> oh good Lord. <laughs> Did, you- <laughs> Did you get the Henry oh, Hill man. reference? Henry Hill, yes. He was from uh, Goodfellas. Look at you. I'm impressed. I yeah. didn't think you ever saw that movie. Oh, yeah. No, I did see Goodfellas I liked. I didn't, didn't see, see uh, Godfather. Godfather. Yeah. Goodfellas I liked. Or Godfather 2? No, neither one of them. Oh, God. Or The Sopranos. I'm like, yeah, Eddie I, and I have not seen a lot of the well, same movies. I watched some of The Sopranos, but yeah. I wasn't, I did not see every episode by a long shot. I saw some. It was okay. Yeah. You know, I liked it, but I was not one of these people that could not wait until at 9 p.m. on Sunday on HBO to watch it. I, whatever. Right. Wasn't that big of a deal to me. You weren't that locked But in. The Godfather is one. There's a short list of movies that when it's on, even with the commercials, I watch it. And it doesn't feel outdated now? 
No, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, I don't seems know like why. an outdated one. I love those movies. The one and two, you know, three was so bad that when, like on AMC, they'll run a Godfather marathon, and all they'll do is go one, two, one, two, one, two. They don't even play three. Oh, is that right? Yeah, three's awful. Three is slow and just blah. I know all of the clips from Godfather because Anthony Cumia, Volpe and Anthony, yeah, yeah. used to play those clips all the time during the show. Oh, is that true? Oh, my gosh. So I know all of them. But yeah. I, but I don't know them in any context outside of Volpe and Anthony show. You know what's so funny about that? So who is Al Pacino's the guy who just had the kids, right? Yeah. Who? Could you imagine if someone would have told Al Pacino when he was filming The Godfather that in 2023 yeah. you're going to be having a kid? <laughs> you're going to be a daddy again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We're talking the 1970s. Ooh. In 2023, you're going to be having a kid. Or how about when he filmed Scent of a Woman? Oh, yeah. That doesn't even feel like that long ago. That was what, 1990? 91? I don't know. Had to have been. Who? uh, I would say Scent of a Woman, I'm going to say was 1992. All right, Jerry. That'll be my guess. uh, Let me see what I got here. 1992. You nailed it. Partly Damn. because I remember seeing that mo- in the movies with my, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> 1992. 1992. He's looking like a young Al Pacino in that movie, Jerry. And that was uh, only 823. 31 years later, yep. he decides to have another child. He said, you know what? I'm going to be a father again. Even though I'm not so sure he thought he was having a kid. Uh, well, yeah. Actually, it turns out, Jerry, I was, saw a story, this, a story this morning that he demanded a DNA test. Oof. That can't make the girlfriend feel good. No, because he claimed, and now the article didn't get specific, that he had some sort of medical condition wherein he thought his sperm didn't vasectomy work anymore. What kind of medical condition other than that would it be? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know, but he is. You are. You are the father. <laughs> Unless he had his thing plugged, I would think it would be a vasectomy. That'd be great if he went on the Maury show, but Maury <laughs> passed away. Oh, how sad. I think Maury's passed. Is everyone's dead, Jerry. This sucks. It's cold. We're getting old, Al. we got to take a break before we die. It's 519 on a summer, I was going to say a football Friday. Summer Friday. Summer Friday, Jerry. you got Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. Oh, wait. Maury's still alive. Oh. Who passed away? Sorry, Maury. Was it the Phil? Jerry Springer passed. Oh. Jerry Springer passed away? Yeah. When? Just a couple weeks ago. Didn't see that. Yeah. And who is Phil Donahue still alive? That I'm not sure. I hope so. I think so. He, and he was like, he was big before. Just Oprah Google it. I could, but we got to take a break. And Maury is still alive. 84 years old, Maury Povich. Is he still married? Yeah. All right. Got it. All right, a quick break. We're running late here. We'll come back with all that stuff. Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow, coming up on 5.30 already. We are rocking you out on a Friday morning. Nice to have you with us, Alan Jerry. Till 6, Boomer and Geo. Positive Summer Friday. Stone Temple Pilots is one of those bands, like, I like some of these songs, but I was, like, never into Stone Temple Pilots. I, I'm with you on that. Right? Same way. Like, I couldn't imagine going to one of these concerts when they were hot. That'd be fun. No, I Why know. Not? It was like rocking, though. It'd yeah. be rocking. My ears be ringing. Oh, that'd be great, though. Come on. What's the hardest concert, like, music-wise you've ever gone to see? Like, you never saw Metallica? No. Or Judas Priest? No. S- Slayer? No, never saw Slayer. I'm trying to think, like, as, like, a heavy metal-type concert. I don't think I've ever been. Or just the hardest rock concert. Like, Bush was, it was, they were pretty good. Yeah. But th- I don't look at them as that. Yeah. I gotta say, at the time... The Smithereens were very, very loud. It was probably the loudest concert I was ever to. Okay. In my my years, but I wouldn't characterize them as the same. Right, right. They weren't like a this, this rip roaring. What about like Tool? When you worked at ninety two three? No, never understood. So when Tool. you worked at K Rock, you never yeah. went to any of those like hard rocking shows. No. Huh. Even back then, I was like, I gotta get home. Eat really. Even when you slept normally, you have to be in till four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I no, they, you know what? That's not true. I did. I think I did stuff. I just don't remember going to anything. You did rocking. stuff here when Craig was with us. That's true. When I first got here, this has been the last five years. You've really curled up into a shell. Yes, as I get older, Jerry. Yeah, I know. I used to do stuff. I'd be out till ten thirty at night. Like, what am I doing? Yes, I'm aware. No more, Jerry. No, well, we know that. I'm an old man. I'm an old soul. That you are. A man is suing the Los Angeles Angels, Jerry. Uh, from last year, a player, Juan Lagares, actually, former man. Wow, Juan Lagares. Uh, threw a, uh, uh, after the final out of the game, threw a ball into the stands. Juan Lagares was still playing Major League Baseball last season? Yeah, last season. He was on the Angels. Holy cow. Yeah. He might be playing this year, too. Who knows? So uh, after the final out of the game, he throws a ball into the stands. It hits a... 55-year-old man in the left eyeball. The man was enjoying some peanuts. He was eating <laughs> peanuts while this happened. He got hit in the eye with the eyeball. Partially blinded now in the That's eye. That's awful. Sorry and to he's hear that. suing the Angels. Now, the lawyer for the Angels says, you got to read the back of your ticket, my man. Back of the card says you got to be ready for it. And they have also the disclaimer before the first pitch is thrown. Yeah. Now, the lawyer for the man says... This is different. We expect uh, you can't control a batted ball going into the stands. You can't you can't control a foul ball, a home run ball. When a player specifically throws a ball into the stands. He didn't throw stands, it at the guy's eye, though. <laughs> Come on. My man was still eating peanuts at the end of the game and got hit in the end eyeball. End of the game or end of the inning? He said end of the game. Final out of the game throws it in. The guy was still enjoying his peanuts. That sucks because those guys, like, everybody's looking forward to yeah, when they do that. It's when we were in my. I've told you this before. When we were in Miami, Luis Rojas was an assistant coach on the Mets staff, 
And because it was Miami, I was able to get second row seats. It was tremendous. And Joseph was probably, this had to have been five years ago now, I would say. It was before the pandemic. So I think it was I think it was the summer of 19. So he was probably yeah, he was probably 7 years old. And after every inning, he would go, you know, when the Mets were coming off the field cuz we were sitting behind the Met dugout, he would go run as close as he could to the to the to the railing uh to the right of the dugout. And the players would come over and there I forget who it was. One player tried to throw it at him but threw it over just over his head and the kid with a glove caught it like over his head. Rojas saw it. And specifically threw him a ball the next inning. So we still have that ball, which is kind of cool. But everyone's excited when the guys are kind of interacting with yeah. you. They're tossing the ball in the stands. Sometimes they miss their target. I mean. I know. I love at the end of an inning when, a, especially if it's the road team player. Yeah, sure. Throws a ball to the home team mm-hmm. at the end of the inning. They normally, you know, they're not whipping it up there. No, they use it to lob. They now they lob it high. Yeah, but they just toss it into the crowd. Well, this one landed on this dude's eye. That sucks. I met a woman at uh, the kickoff the summer party. Okay, uh, she wanted a photo. Jerry. What were you say the brothel? But okay, no, not a brothel. <laughs> she wanted a photo, as most people did. Jerry, mm-hmm. very popular there. And uh, she she had some very nice things to say about the programs, uh, that she was going through uh, multiple tough times and that the programs uh, made her laugh. That's great. So I said to her, I go, well, what was the last tough time you had? You know, I like to get into it with people. And she said she got hit in the head with a home run ball in Baltimore. Wow. Yeah. Knocked her, like she went to the hospital. I, yeah. So she told me she then reached out to the Orioles to say, hey, I got bonked in the head with a home run ball and I missed the entire game. Any chance you could get me tickets to mm-hmm. another game? I'm I paid gonna, for these tickets. I'm going to venture a guess that they said yes. They said uh, no. They said no? <laughs> he told her no. Come on. They, she got bonked in the head by a home. I said, do you even remember who hit the home run ball? She goes, no. That's horrible customer service. Yes. Wow. They said, read the back of your e-ticket. <laughs> yeah. Imagine I, getting hit in the head with a home run I ball. I do wonder, though, if this is, let's say, four years ago or yeah. three years ago when the Orioles were one of the worst teams in baseball, if that would have been a different answer. Yeah, I would have been like, bring your whole family. Wow, that's plenty stinks. of seats here. Yeah, I mean, right I, I, Eddie, you're right. The the back of the card, the back of the ticket tells you, or you eat tickets. It's clearly there on the bottom. They talk about it before the game. Every major league park runs the disclaimer on the video board or the PA announcer. Yeah, understood. It's one thing to get hit. It's another thing to get hit and end up at the hospital. What's oh, a it sucks. what's a better story though? You got hit in the head with a home run ball. That is because it's on video, right? Or you. Got hit in the eye after right. Juan Lagares at the end of an inning tossed the ball up there. And you said the guy's blind in the eye. Blind so there's in nothing, the eye. There's, they, both stories stink. Yeah, they're not good stories. But stories to tell would be the home run ball because yes. you can run the video. Right. Yeah, I wonder if she has the video of her getting bonked in the Just head. Just go find the home run. I can go oh. find the video for you. But tell was, me the game. It was crowded, and sometimes those home run shots, they don't really yeah, show when you, you see close a ball up. ricochet high up in the air. Yeah. That went right off the pavement. No, that went right off the top of my That's head. That's terrible. Yeah, terrible. She's a lovely woman, Jerry. Another thing I had told you, too, when I was at Yankee Stadium, I want to say I was 9 or 10, and my dad got from work, got these great seats, row three. Members-only seats. That is true, yes. From a client, they got them. It was the only time I ever went to a Yankee game with these seats, and everything else was always up. And I remember 
have an ice cream in the helmet. In a helmet. And all of a sudden, my dad, look out. And his arm came over me and in between me and my brother. And the ball, foul ball, like landed right in between us and bounced high. And it missed us by inches, if not less. Do you know who hit that ball? I don't remember. That was probably 19, I would say that was 1983 or 84. Oh, that's awesome. I don't remember who hit it. I just remember it was a sun splash day at Yankee Stadium. It was a Sunday game. It was Oscar Gamble. Who was the guy, right? Oscar Gamble's the one who crouched all the way down? Yeah, he was a crouching. Yes, I do remember Oscar Gamble, but I I don't remember him. I don't remember. Oscar Gamble was a croucher. Omar Marino from the Pirates, Omar Marino, he was sure. a croucher. That's right. Not a lot of them anymore. Wally Backman was a big croucher, right? Croucher stands. Steve Balboni? No, he could was have big. Been, no, 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 I know. Oh, I mean, you think it could have been the him? foul ball? I don't know why that name's in my head. I don't know why. He almost killed you. No, I, <laughs> I didn't say that. You were injured by Steve Balboni at Yankee Stadium. We could have took it on the head. But, and absolutely. his kids, holy cow. Yeah. And there were no nets. No, nothing. Right. Although that was a high pop either way. Wouldn't have, wouldn't still have affected hurts. it anyway. Yes, of course it would still hurt. It's a baseball, for God's sake. I'm always amazed watching, like, before they put those nets up, screaming yeah. liners that would just go into the into a crowd. Makes you wonder if you were sitting that close while you wouldn't bring a glove to the game. Yes. Maybe just to protect dummy. yourself. Yes. I wear a batting helmet, a real one, not the toy ones you got in KB Toy Store. You're going to go buy a, a legit... Yeah. Batting helmet from Dick Sporting Goods. <laughs> yes, to wear to a game with my glove. You know, the jaw guard, too? Jaw guard and a cup, just you in should, case. Have you ever seen the, the softball players wear the helmets that have the mask on it, Yeah. Too? I could see you wearing one of those. That would be cool. Right. I feel invincible. I'm sure you would. Absolutely invincible. You'd Jerry. also make it on TV. Hey, look at this dork. <laughs> look at this dork at the game. <laughs> oh, man. 536. We got so much more to do and not a whole hell of a lot of time to do it, so don't go anywhere. We've got Boomer and Geo. Coming up at 6 on a Summer Friday on The Fan. All right, quarter to 6. We're that close to Boomer and Geo. We have uh, rolled right through this hour very quickly. I know you got some stuff there. Do you have any football? I do have a Tom Brady uh, uh, thing, Tom, Jerry. He spoke to Sports Illustrated. He did. Now, I don't know. Did he talk to the magazine Sports Illustrated? I think it was SI Now. Did he talk to a podcast? I think this was an interview. An interview. Yeah. All right. So he talked to Sports Illustrated, and I guess, again, they asked him about playing. You know who I think he spoke to? The guy you battled. Who did I battle? I think it was Robin Lundberg. Oh, yeah. Why did I battle Robin Lundberg? What about ism? (laughs) He... He accused somebody of what about us. He was fighting you about what about us. Oh, okay. Remember that on Twitter, on the air. Oh, you oh, put right. him on. You battled him on Twitter. <laughs> oh and my god! And then you put him on. I barely remember that. I'm pretty sure that's who did the interview. He did. He did do the interview. Okay, you do. I that. remember seeing that. Yes. So he talked to him, and uh, I guess he asked him again: Is Tom Brady going to play again in his career? And he said, "Quote: I've tried to make that clear." And I hate to continue to profess that because I've already told people that lots of times. I'm looking forward to my broadcasting job at Fox next year. No, he's not. He's playing. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, until he actually goes in. Do you think once he even goes in the booth, people will still be going, I think he's coming back. I think until the season's over. This full season. Correct. So if he doesn't play this full season, then he's definitely done. 
That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it is the we got to see when the sale of not the sale, but his portion of the Raiders that he's buying. I'm sure a small minority portion that he's buying. We have to see when that officially goes through because I think once he does that, I don't think he go play for another team. So right. once that happens, it would be the Raiders or nothing. We'll see. I mean, listen, if a would you be surprised if a uh, you can pick the team, a team that's got playoff aspirations loses its quarterback in the preseason. Would you be stunned if calls aren't made to him? No, I would not be. I would be stunned not. if he did come back, though. Yeah, I I would be surprised at this point, too. I'm joking when I say he's coming back. I, I would be surprised, too, at this point because he really has said it numerous times. That having been said, I do think it's easy to say that in April and May. I think a little more difficult when August comes and you might get that itch and a team comes calling. What if Aaron Rodgers uh, gets hurt, Jerry, and then we bring in Tom Brady? We got Zach Wilson. He is not ready. <laughs> we need a veteran. I know. I Whatever quarterback, and some quarterback will get hurt just because statistically it happens every year. Oh, yes. The question is, is it a team that's got a chance to win? And if it is, do they make the call? And does he listen? I think you have to listen. you got to listen. So he's going to spend nice. the entire summer with his kids. He made that pretty clear. Um, and I, I don't think he'll play again, but I wouldn't be stunned if we were talking about this game, this again in August. Like Tom Brady's coming back. He's in shotgun formation. And you know he's going to keep himself in shape. Oh, yeah. Especially now he's single. He has to keep himself in single shape. Single Tom Brady, hitting up the gym, Actually, looking that, for hotties. Can I say that again? Does he really, though? He's Tom Brady. What do you uh, mean? He, I don't think you can look like Tom Brady when he went to the Combine. Right. That's kind of sad. That was a sad-looking Tom Brady. That guy transformed himself by not eating tomatoes. <laughs> right, right. The nightshades. <laughs> the lectins in the tomatoes were, were killing him. By the way, I'm already having anxiety mm-hmm. trying to come up with a game plan to stick because I'm sure Dunkin' Donuts is coming today because yeah. it's National Donut Day. Oh, is that right? Today's National Donut Day. I think I have to put a blindfold on. Just to not, I don't know what to do about the smell, but yeah, the smell. I love the those smell donuts. Of Jerry. Oh, I got to stay away from it today. I see the Nuggets took Game One over the Heat. Yeah, we finally got to that. Yes, not a surprise. No, this wasn't even a game. One hundred four ninety three, eleven points. What's bizarre to me, and unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the game because it didn't tip off till after eight forty. <laughs> My goodness, so late. Which I I get it. What's bizarre to me though, from reading the game story. And even the highlights don't do it any justice. It doesn't really help. How many free throws do you think the Nuggets shot? 20. Wow. Look at you. They were 16 for 20. Is that right? That is right. <laughs> you, you should say, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, Jerry, I saw that. I saw all those free How throws. How many do you think the Heat shot? 20. Two. Two so for two. Was That's a little nuts. Lopsided. Yeah, and I guess, again, I didn't see enough of it. I guess even what the Heat were saying is we got to drive to the basket more and create contact. But in this day and age of the NBA, I feel like they blow the whistle over nothing. Yeah, Two come, free throws? Yeah, come strong to the hoop. Holy God. Like, Joel Embiid will shoot 10 and a quarter. Two? For a full game. And then you know what they were doing in Denver afterwards. Now here they were smoking weed. Uh, It it feels like victory. It sounds like victory. It smells like victory and also legalization. (laughs) So they were smoking weed. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, ABC seven in Denver. Weed, weed, weed. A lot of weed smoking after that. Weed and edibles, Jerry. They clobbered the heat. Now I did see that uh, referee Eric Lewis is not allowed to work the finals. Yeah, This is one of those stories. 
Don't care. Because he was the what, he was the referee that supposedly had a Twitter burner account where he was just simply defending referees. Okay. And he's in the past worked many finals. Yeah, it sucks for him. It does suck for him because he's just defended himself on tw- of Twitter. Who cares? I Exactly. I mean, who cares? I, I don't. You don't care, right, Jerry? I, I do not at all. I feel bad for the guy. The guy always worked finals before. Yeah, not this year. He's just out there trying to trying to uh, stop the bad-mouthing of referees. Or he could just delete all the social media and not worry about it. He could have not could created the, he could have not created a burner account and then he'd be working the finals. And if you don't see anything, mm-hmm. you just live life peacefully. Right. Very easy. Yeah, it'd be tough to be an NBA referee and then look at Twitter. Well, we don't like when people attack us for stupid things. Imagine like you're a, a big time no, game, you miss I a couldn't. call. No. And no, and calls are missed it. all the time. Yeah. You know, and I don't we think see it on in purpose. All sports. Yes. It happens. They say, Jerry, referees are human too. Could you imagine do you, do you, I know, I think it was in Detroit, it was Detroit. Who was the pitcher who lost the no-hitter on that horrendous play at first base? Yeah, I think it was in Detroit. Yeah, I, I do remember the play. Uh, I don't remember who the pitcher could was. Could you imagine, well, forget the pitcher, could you imagine the umpire yeah, if he was ump- on social media today and made that terrible call? Yes, it would not go well for him. Oh my God, let's see. I think it was the Tigers, right? No, I'm going to put Tigers, no-hitter, umpire. Like, that's all I'm putting in. Yeah, it'll come right up. And there it is. Armando Galarraga, only yeah. hit of almost perfect game. It was a perfect game. It wasn't even a no-hitter. Yes. Oh, my God. Who was the umpire? Jim Joyce. And he, the if I recall, Mr. Galarraga, the pitcher, was very kind. Very Yes, very, very much even so. Even having been in that terrible situation. Very much so. It's a lesson to be learned for all of us, Jerry. Yes. It is not, how, do, how does the saying go? It is the way we respond to situations that make us who we are as men. That is true. An article written in 2020, the headline, Blown Call and Armando Galarraga's Perfect Game Still Haunts Umpire Jim Joyce. Haunts him. Galarraga's probably, he's moved on, Jerry. And that, Yeah, but you know what? The one thing that does suck is that when you think of perfect games, you're not like his name is not going to be on the list, nope. and it should be, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be on that, the list. That, by the way, was in, what year was that? 2010 or so? Does that sound about right? That sounds like a long time ago, and I feel like that's not that long ago that it happened. It was 2010. June 2nd, 2010. 13 years ago in Detroit. Man, you are killing it today with all, with your knowledge. You're nailing the years. You're nailing the teams. It was against... Yeah, well, we have good days and bad. I'm like Mark Hanna. Some days are really good. Some days are terrible. Well, you're on a streak. Like I Mark also Hanna. told you on Wednesday that the NBA Finals was Wednesday night. That was wrong. Which was incorrect. Bruce Beck yes. reached out to you, which was nice of him. Jim, it was Jason Donald that reached base safely on a ground ball where he's clearly out. Oh, oof. That, how about this, too? Ooh-ah. 28 batters in total, 88 pitches. That's amazing. They call that, Jerry? Efficient. That's very efficient. Could you name... Could you name anybody on the Tigers lineup from 2010? I cannot. I can't even. No, no, you can. If when I say the name, you're going to be like, you got to be kidding me. Colorado. (laughs) Fielder. (laughs) That was a good one, Eddie. Yes, Eddie, that was pretty good. Was uh, Prince Fielder on that team? Uh, Not in the lineup. Let's see here. So I will give you, let's see. You wouldn't know him. Chet Lemon. Chet Lemon, no. The one the one name I'm specifically waiting for you to say was Johnny Damon. Ah, uh, Johnny Damon. And then the other one is a Hall of Famer, Miguel Cabrera. Oh, okay. Who's still on the team. I was going to give you Lou Whitaker, Alan Trammell. No, that's too, not in 2010. <laughs> 
Holy cow. It is amazing, though, seeing these names. How about this one? Brandon Inge. Oh, loved Inge back then. You like Inge, Eddie? I love Inge. We haven't done that bit in years. And, like, why would his name even come up today? You like Inge? I like Inge. We love Inge. Who doesn't love Inge? Brandon Inge. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we got Boomer and Geo, Odyssey Sportsman, and Amy Lawrence talking about the pitch clock. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. I got about a minute or so left. The boys are in the studio and ready to rock. What big story did you leave for the I, end? I kind of got fooled by another headline, Jerry. I it's see a shocking. headline on TMZ. It goes, MMA fighter wrestles alligator saves school children. All right, so I would think that's a pretty cool story to read. Yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh, an MMA fighter, guy who's busy beating people up for a living, uh, is uh, saves children. He did... There was a, a 10-foot alligator in Jacksonville, Florida, as these alligators just live all over the place. And uh, he dragged it out of the school, wrestled it up, Jerry. But it turns out he's a he's a gator wrestler. Okay. But he still wrestled a know, live alligator out of a school. But he's trained to do it, is what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't just a guy. That like, doesn't if you, imp- so you're not impressed? Not as impressed. Like, if you saw an alligator at St. John Vianney. And you wrestled WFAN, WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.